Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. في بعض أيامه التي لقي فيها العدو انتظر حتى إذا مالت الشمس قام فيهم وقال يا أيها الناس لا تتمنوا لقاء العدو واسألوا الله العافية فإذا لقيتموهم فاصبروا واعلموا أن الجنة تحت ذلال السيوف ثم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم منزل الكتاب ومجري الصحاب وهازم الأحزاب اهزمهم وانصرنا عليهم Muttafakun alayhi wa billahi tawfiq. Abdullah ibn Abi Awfa radiallahu anhu narrates that on one occasion when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam confronted the enemy, he waited until the sun had passed its zenith. He then stood up and said, O people, do not desire to meet the enemy. Ask Allah for well-being, afiyah. But when you do meet the enemy, remain steadfast. Know that paradise lies beneath the shade of the swords. Then the Messenger of Allah said, O oh Allah, the one who reeled the book, the one who sends clouds, and the one who defeats the armies of disbelievers, defeat them and help us against them. So this is the final hadith that Imam Allah includes in the section on sabr, the chapter on patience. And in this hadith, it's narrated by Abi Ibrahim, Abdullah ibn Abi Awfa. And radiallahu um, anhuma, he and his father were both companions. And that uh, he became Muslim and gave bayat during the bayat of Ridwan. And he attended and was present in the Battle of Khaybar and those mashahid and other battles that took place after that. And that he remained in Medina during the life of the Prophet ﷺ, where he then moved to Kufa. And that is a hadith that is narrated in Ustul Ghaba that he comments on circumstances that in which when he was with the Prophet ﷺ in certain ghazawat and certain battles, and when he was asked about jarad, which are locusts, he says, غزوت مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ست غزوات. I fought in six battles with the Prophet ﷺ, نأكل الجراد, eating locusts. In other words, is that this is all that they, they had to suffice themselves during these battles. And so the Prophet ﷺ is that on that uh, one occasion when they were about to that fight a battle, and they mentioned in terms of the Maghazi, is that our Prophet ﷺ is that went out to fight 27 battles, and he sent 47 saraya. Whereas he sent 47, and there's different numbers that you're here, but this is in general the number that you're 27 battles the Prophet went out to fight himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
and then on that 47 other occasions he sent people out to fight sallallahu but there was only fighting in nine of them and on this particular occasion we get this benefit that intadara hatta idha malat ash-shams and so that he waited until the sun had reached the zenith and that it started to move towards the direction of the west and what is meant by this is that he would wait for a particular time to start the battle that would make it easier upon those that were fighting. In this case, they mentioned the specific wisdom of is that so that they wouldn't have to fight in the intensity and the intense heat. Anyone who's been in the Arabian Peninsula or anywhere that near that that knows that uh, it is there's very intense heat, but especially at the zenith. Even in some schools, it's recommended to do what's called tabrid of luhr, to wait for a period of time until that you then call the alan of luhr. I remember this very clearly in Mauritania. Sometimes they wait an hour, hour and 15 minutes so that the intense heat would go away and then they would call the adhan of Luhr and then come together. And this was a sunnah of our Prophet And some of them say there's another wisdom in postponing the battle uh, not relation to or in addition to the previously mentioned one. And this is so that he was waiting for the intidhar hubub riha nasr. He was waiting for the winds of victory to pass through. In other words, he was waiting for the right time. And this is the chapter on patience. And patience really relates to that uh, one, of the, one of its meanings, in addition to being steadfast and not letting that uh, someone's, um, that a thought that stems from the nafs or stems from the shaitan provoke them to do something that they shouldn't do in the particular moment. That's part of the meaning of patience, but also too, is that it also relates to waiting for the right time for things. So that you have to be patient in every aspect of your life. Uh, there's certain times that it's not right to address a particular issue with your spouse, with your children, with a family member, with a community member. You have to wait for the right time. So this is part of patience, one of the meanings of patience. And so the Prophet ﷺ that exercised this patience was waiting for the winds of victory to come through. And this is mentioned explicitly in the hadith and that Abi Dawood to wait until that the sun that moved away from the zenith and then he would wait for the winds of victory to that breeze through. And then the Prophet ﷺ stood up and he addressed those that were with him. And again, this is our Prophet always that teaches us the correct frame. He wants us to understand everything the way that we should. And he says, O people, do not desire to meet your enemy. Thus setting up this principle. We, we are not warmongers. We don't that like to go to war. Not something that we do. And of course, this is in the context of a physical war, as we mentioned before in previous recordings. Our jihad here in our time, and especially in the countries like the one in which we live, is twofold. It's jihad and nafs, the battle that we that wage on our own souls, and jihad of the mujtama, defined as trying to help every single human being, Muslim and not Muslim alike, rectify between people that do good for people, and so forth and so on, uplift people. 
this is what we do. Uh, but we learn meanings of from the Prophet being in battle with the companions that apply to other aspects of our life. But this is also what he's teaching us is a principle of this deen, that far from being a warmongering tradition, we're not supposed to even desire to meet the enemy. And the nature of our Prophet was one of mercy. And he only moved to a more a firmer response to the degree that it was necessary with the individual or the circumstances that were present. If you look at his sirah, this was very, very clear. But he is the Nabi al-Malaham. He's the prophet of wars. And no one fought for the sake of Allah ta'ala that like our prophet did, said amongst all of the other prophets and messengers. And again, if you want to know the character of someone, look at how they are when there's conflict. That you will find that the prophet's character was impeccable even when he was in battle with his enemies that were trying to take his life whether it was on an individual basis or whether it would be with a group of other people. So anyhow, that he, he that says to the companions, do not desire to meet your enemy. Okay, so it's not something that we desire. We try to avoid this. We do everything possible not to go to war. That's the broader meaning of this. And then specifically here, that don't desire to actually go to the battlefield, but... وَاسْأَلَ Allah الْعَافِيَةِ Before that. وَاسْأَلَ Allah الْعَافِيَةِ Ask Allah for afia, which is generally translated as well-being. And there's multiple hadith where our Prophet asked Allah ta'ala for afia, And essentially, this is what you are asking for. This is a very comprehensive word that means that you will be safe from all different types of afat, anything that could possibly go wrong in your physical body, inwardly and outwardly, or in your deen in this world or the next. So anything that could possibly go wrong with you, that in this world or in the next, in your physical body, in your spiritual state, outwardly and inwardly, that's what afia is. There's always a beautiful story that Sayyidina Habibullah mentions that when uh, one time his the grandson of Habib Ibrahim Rahim, Sayyid Hashim, was with his grandfather, and that he was bedridden and very sick, and he was saying, Alhamdulillah, all praise be to Allah for the blessing of well-being. Sayyid Hashim looks at his grandfather and says, Grandfather, what kind of well-being is this? You're bedridden, you're not well, you're sick. He says, then, what did he? The reality of afia is The reality of well-being is for the heart to be free of opposition, showing opposition to the divine decree. SubhanAllah. So he's thanking Allah for the blessing of Afia, even on, well, he was very sick. So Afia is a very comprehensive word that relates to the deen, it relates to the dunya, this world and the next world, inwardly and outwardly, your physical health, your spiritual health. So the Prophet was asking for Afia. And then the other meaning behind this is, is that we actually don't know what's best for us because that when there's some type of conflict, some type of difficulty or tribulation, we don't know how it is that we're going to respond. And this is why our Prophet one time said to Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, To be in a state of well-being and to show gratefulness is more beloved to me than to be tried and to be patient. So this is the general principle we ask Allah for, and this was one of the, the du'as that Marabat al-Hajj would make all of the time. Tawfiq wa afiyah. 
توفيق وعافية توفيق وعافية Allah for enabling grace and well-being and then the Prophet ﷺ said فَإِذَا لَقِيْتُمُوهُ but if you meet them and that when you do meet your enemy what was his advice? فَثْبُتْ فَصْبِرُوا be patient be steadfast in other words don't panic that all of the meanings of patience we normally think of patience in relation to like a tribulation but here more like steadfastness be steadfast upon your principles do what you're supposed to do in the right time and so forth so and so all of the broader meanings that we don't normally associate with patience this is the prophet's advice and thus as hadith is included included in the chapter of patience fasbiru remain steadfast and know is that paradise lies beneath the shadows of swords. In other, word, our in other words, our Prophet is indicating here the great reward of martyrdom. And every society, every civilization respects martyrdom, i.e. people who give up their lives for principles that they believe in. And here, that this is not only a just war, this is a war that our Prophet has been commanded to that engage in by Allah Taala. So, what greater causes are to die for than a war that our Prophet is engaged in himself, And so he's that telling the companions the reality that if you give up your life fighting for this good cause, that it will be a means for you to enter into paradise. And so, be steadfast, be sincere. And this is similar to the Hadith Al Jannatu Taht Akdamil Ummahat. That paradise lies beneath the feet of mothers, i.e., when you show that goodness to your parents, the means for you to enter into paradise. And then our Prophet ﷺ that taught us whenever that we're in some type of difficulty. So again, this is the context of a battle, but it applies to other aspects of our life. So what does he then do? He turns to Allah Taala, not relying upon his own self, but relying upon Allah and engages in a du'a. Allahumma munzil al-kitab. That, O oh, you who revealed the book, sahab, and the one who sins clouds, ahzab, and who defeats the armies of disbelievers, that defeat them, defeat them and help us against them. That teaching us to turn to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in all difficulties, in all matters. And that is the source of victory, is realizing your powerlessness and your weakness before Allah ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala. Give us tawfiq and bless us in all of our affairs. Wa sallallahu ala seyyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website, at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.